This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. God bless all of you. Thank you for honoring the house of God with your tithe. Turn with me to, to the 62nd Psalm, Psalm 62. And so, woo, I've been meditating on this today. So you're going to Psalm 62. And as we get going here, I, I just want to talk briefly about the importance of an expectation. You know, on your way to church on a Wednesday night, do you, do you have any form of an expectation? That God's going to show up. Do you have any type of expectation that, that God wants to do a miracle tonight? You got, you got any expectation that God wants to heal me tonight? And so the, the more I expect the, the extraordinary, the more you'll see it. And when I talk about an expectation, I'm not talking about a fantasy. When I talk about the expectation, my expectations come from the word of God. And when you see what God says in his word, you can expect that. You can believe God for that. So if we had time, and you know what, I'm going to speak on these in this upcoming weeks, but in Mark 5 is a passage with a woman who had an issue of blood. It's Mark 5.25, I believe is where it starts. She had an issue of blood for 12 years. 12 years. And the Bible, and let me highlight, the Bible said she heard about God. What, what happens when we hear about God? Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So she heard about God, and when she heard about God, it caused faith to rise. And not only did faith arise, then you know what she did next? She said, she voiced her expectation and she said, if I can just touch the hem of, her, of his garment, I'll be made well. So she hears the word, she speaks the word, and then you know what she does? She acts on the word. She touches the hem of his garment and she's healed. See, those are the expectations. I believe the word of God moves within us. And so I want to talk to you a little bit tonight, just briefly, and then we're going to move on on expectation. Psalm 62, verse 1, incredible psalm. Truly my soul waits silently for God. Truly my soul waits silently for God. Now when the psalmist said that, that is a lot more difficult to do than just to actually talk about it. How many of you in here have ever waited silently for God? I've sat right here and I wait silently for God. And I promise you there was one day I sat there and I thought, whoo, I've been in here 20 minutes, two minutes and 37 seconds. <laughs> I'm serious. That's how long it was. And, and so if I was to say right now, let, let us corporately be silent and wait on the Lord. If I said, let's do that for one minute, after about 20 seconds, it would get very awkward and uncomfortable in here. Why is that? Man, we're so used to noise. We're so used to busy. And I'm saying me. And, and so when he says his soul waits silently for the Lord, I, I encourage you. And sit in the presence of God, just real silent. 
Just sit in awe of him. I, I, I encourage you to do that. So when the psalmist said, I wait silently for God. For him comes my salvation. From him comes my everything. He only is my rock, my salvation. He is my defense or my strong tower. I shall not be greatly moved. He, he only is my source. Verse 3, how long will you attack a man? You shall be slain, all of you, like a leaning wall and a tottering fence. And so what he's saying here, don't, don't allow terror to strike from mankind. God, God's got your back. Verse 4, they only consult to cast him down from his high position. They delight in lies. They're a bunch of liars. They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. They, they deceive with blessing and expressions, but all their blessings literally breathe curses. They're, they're a bunch of fakes. Now watch this in verse five. My soul waits silently for God alone. Now this is the second time he said. Now look at the end of verse five. My expectation is from him. My hope is from him. And see, it's one thing to say that. It's another thing to say, Woo, Lord, I got an expectation in here. I, I got a hope in here. So these last couple of days here, early in May, you know, the Lord said, why don't you come in here and just, just pray an expectation at these altars? An expectation of salvation. If you were here Sunday morning, remember Ecclesiastes 3.11. Eternity's in their heart. So I began to pray that. I said, Lord, I, I pray. And when people come in here, eternity's stirred. He's the God of miracles. Speak to your month. Speak the kingdom of God. Speak your expectations. And he goes ahead and ends this in verse 6. And he says, he alone is my rock. My salvation, he is my defense, and I shall not be moved. I, I shall not be shaken by what is thrown at me. And so he's saying, constantly reinforce who God is. And if you'll notice what he said, he, he's my rock, he's my defense, he's my salvation. Something happens when you just brag on God. And the more I brag on God, the more it creates an expectation in me. And so it's your homework assignment. Allow God to create an expectation within you. Now, turn to Matthew 7. Matthew 7. And, and he's returning to Matthew 7. The word of God is like a seed. You got to get the word of God in, into the soil of your heart. Now, when you talk about a seed... The seed only knows two things. I got to grow and I got to produce. That's what a seed knows it's got to do. And so to ask a seed not to, to produce would literally to be violate the law of sowing and reaping. Where's that? That's Galatians 6. Whatever, and highlight the word whatever, whatever a man sows, that's what he's going to reap. 
So right now I'm in my backyard. About a month ago, man, I had these little seedlings coming up. These little tomato seedlings. And those little rascals, they have grown and they've already gotten bigger and bigger. And, and now, right now, they got a bunch of, of yellow blossoms all over them. And when I go out there and I look at those plants, I don't see yellow blossoms. You know what I see? I see big old fat red tomatoes, even though there's not one on there. I look at them and I realize it's just a matter of time. Just a matter. See, that's what God wants to do with the word of God. That becomes the expectation that I begin to look. And you know what? I, I've grown tomatoes for years and, and I have an expectation I sowed those tomato seeds, and guess what? I didn't think, whoa, I'm going to get some great cantaloupe this year. No, you reap what you sow. Get the word of God in your heart and watch what God's word will do. Matthew 7, verse 24. If you're a good note taker, get ready, okay? I'm going to read verse 24, 25, 26, 27 rather quickly. And then we're going to come down and we're going to dissect and I believe this will come alive to you. Verse 24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew and they beat on the house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall. Now, if you really want to begin to break this down, this passage has two different type of people in it. Two. But these two types of people in here, they have three things that are in common. Now, to start off, number one, both of them built a house. Number two, both of them heard the word of God. Number three, they both experienced the storms of life. Those were the similarities. Now also, there's some contrast. And so let's go through and just let, let the word of God be dissected in us here. So we go back to verse 24. Therefore, whoever hears, who, whoever hears, it's a choice to hear. Whoever hears these sayings of mine, whoever hears the word of God and does them. Whoever hears the word of God and does them. And listen to what he says. I will liken him to a wise man. A wise man is someone that has wisdom. Wisdom means the ability and the willingness to apply spiritual truth to life circumstances. So when you look at what he's talking about, this guy had a foundation of the word of God to build his life on. That's exactly what he did. Verse 26. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and he does not do them, he will be like a foolish man. The word foolish right there in the message says, literally, it says he'll be a stupid carpenter. I didn't say that. The Bible said that. That's the message translation. 
But when he talks about foolish man, foolishness is the unwillingness to apply spiritual truth to life's reality. So he heard the word. He heard the word at a Bible study. But he never worked the word of God into his life. And so this is interesting right here. When you, when you hone into this, the wise man, he heard the word and he obeyed the word. He acted on the word. He did the word. James 1.22 says this. Be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. And when I, I hear the word but I don't obey it, it literally says, you deceive yourself. You deceive yourself. So it's one thing to hear the word of God. And it's another thing to apply the word of God. And so this is what he did. The one heard Jesus' word and he acted on them. He built a foundation on the rock. Now think about this. He built his house on the rock. You know what that meant? He had to go deep. That also means it took effort and it took some time. You get what you pay for. So he dug deep is what this literally, the rock is, is literally talking about. And so he had an, an unshakable foundation. Verse, verse 25. And the rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew, and they beat on that house, but it did not fall, for it was founded on what? It was founded on the rock. It was fixed to the rock. So if you look at what happens, I don't care who you are, the storms of life are gonna come. Doesn't matter who you are. We, we highlight this because both the wise and the foolish experience these. And I remember people would say, well, when you get born again, life is smooth sailing. That's not true, okay? I can build my life on the rock. And when the storms of life come, I don't fall. I stand. He goes on to say, verse number 26, but everyone who hears these saints of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. So when you see the sand, you know what that means? He didn't have to go very deep. It was pretty shallow. How many of you have ever used something to, to dig up or have to go through rock? Going through rock, you'll need like a jackhammer to go through sand. It doesn't take much effort. So now we see when he built his house on the sand, that was easy. It didn't take much time. But if you'll know what it says here at the end of verse 27, the rains descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and they beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. The collapse was great. Now when I read this, This is going to be an interesting statement for all of us. In your life right now, which person defines you? Am I wise or am I foolish? Now, every one of us has the same opportunity to hear the word. Every one of us has the same opportunity to obey the word. And so interesting question. 
Do I have a desire to hear the word and obey it? See, the foundation of the word of God is a word called knowledge. Knowledge means application and applying. So the storm of life, when they come, you know what they reveal? When the storms of life come, they reveal if you're wise or they're foolish. The storms of life reveal toward me and you, did I build my house on the rock or did I build my house on the sand? Questions we gotta ask ourselves. And so the storms are coming and again, the depth of my faith and the depth of your faith is always revealed in the storm. But listen to me real close. It's not too late to build. Godly wisdom doesn't just fall into your lap. You get in the word and the word will get in you. And I'm telling you, when they get in the word, wisdom will start happening. And so just think about this right now. If I was tell, to tell you guys that right out there in the middle of our front lawn, I know for a matter of fact, there's a bunch of gold buried out there. You know what would happen? I'd come back about midnight and I'd see a bunch of you out there with pickaxes, shovels. You, you would be digging. You would look like little beavers. You would be going at it. Why? Because you knew there was buried treasure. And so think about it this way. Wisdom is treasured to me as a human being. But am I willing to go after that like I would go after gold? And so every time I read this parable that Jesus said, man, it identifies me. Whoa, am, am I just a hearer of the word? Or am I a hearer of the word? and a doer of the word. Do I actually apply the word of God in my life? And so you want to see big changes in your life? Start applying the word of God. Start obeying the word of God. And just think about this. You're building a house. So here's the question. Are you building a house that will stand for life? Are you building a house that's going to collapse in the next storm? Whoever. Whoever hears. So jump with me real quick to, to the book of Proverbs chapter two. Proverbs chapter two. Again, listen guys, it's not too late to start building. What would happen if we would ask God to grace our appetite to hear and to do? Grace me, Father God. Grace me. Let me say this. It's not too late to be, to be building. But how many of you in here You've got some areas in your house that need to be remodeled. Probably every one of us. And so it's like the Lord saying, man, I, I want to upgrade you. I want to upgrade you, but you're going to have to partner with me. You're going to have to get some wisdom. You're going to have to hear the word of God again over and over and over and over. Now, watch this here in, in uh, Proverbs chapter 2. Proverbs 2 verse 1. My son... If you receive my words, huh? If you receive my words, you know what that means? If you accept God's word and you say, you know what, Father God, I'm gonna live my life on your word. If you receive my words and you treasure my commands within you. Now think about the word treasure. 
If you got treasure in your house, what do you do with it? You lock it up. You protect it. But what about the treasure of the word of God that's in my heart? Do I lock it up in my heart? Do I protect it and say, man, I got to hang on to it. I got to hang on to it because the thief, the devil, he wants to steal the word of God. He'll come after it. So he says, and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom. You tune in your ear to wisdom and apply your heart or set your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out or you pray for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and you will find the knowledge of God. Now something happens off the word of God right here. When I look at everything he said to me, do I receive the word? Do I treasure the word? Do I, I, I seek the word of God? Again, wisdom is found in the word of God. The more you get in the word of God, the more wisdom will come to you. And so again, to, to recapture all this, I just want you to think about this. I'm either wise or I'm foolish. I either build my house on the rock. Think about this. You're laying a foundation or I built my life on the sand. But the storms of life are gonna come. They're gonna come. And so get in the word, get in the Bible, apply the word of God, meditate on the word of God, speak the word of God. Now just think about this. The Lord said to Joshua in Joshua 1, he said, Joshua, you gotta be strong and a good courage. Four times he said that to him, you're gonna have to be strong and brave. This journey called faith, this journey called living by the word of God, it's not always easy. And then he said to him, don't let this word depart out of your mouth. He said, you got to get the word of God into your mouth. Start speaking the word of God. Start saying the word of God over your life. Speak it out. Meditate on the word. Recite the word. Night and day. And then you know what he said? The third thing he said to him was, and obey it. Obey it. Don't let this book of the law depart out of your mouth. Meditate it there and day and night that you may observe to do it. Now, after he said those three things to Joshua, this is Joshua 1, 8, and 9. You know what he ended with? He said, then you'll make your way prosperous and then you'll have good success. Now, let me ask a question right now. How many of you in here want your life to be prosperous? How many of you in here want your life to be good success? You know what? God just told us the means how that happened. And you start living your life by the word of God. And watch what God will do. He'll move in our hearts. Now I want you to bow your head right there where you're at. And I want to pray. Father God, we ask you to grace us right now. Lord, that you would put a grace within us. That, Lord, we'd have an appetite to hear the word. And, Lord, you would grace us to be doers of the word, not hearers only. And, Lord, right now, if we've taken shortcuts in building our house, 
Lord, we ask that you would come on the inside. Help us. Help us to build a life out of the rock. And Lord, we thank you that you're the rock. We give you glory and honor for that. And Lord, right now, that as the storms of life come, we hold on to you. And we give you glory and honor for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.